And this is outspoken. <laughs> and, here's out- and apparently our DJ computer is not working. That's okay. That yeah. happens. Right? Technical difficulties, folks. No worries. We're still here, though. Right? Jonathan? We are still here. I okay. just wanted to check one more time, just in case it decided somehow right. it wanted to play. Right. Well, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> and the answer to that question is no. Yeah. It's not going to be playing. No, so, but you are listening to Outspoken. You don't get an intro song from us, but I love our intro we song. are our intro, so there you go. How, how are you doing today, Jonathan? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing well. That was our hot mess start of this wonderful day. Anyways, it is a beautiful Sunday morning oh out there. Oh my gosh. The weather's nice. It's oh yeah. changing oh yeah. a little bit. It's getting a bit more brisk, and I like There you that. go. It's the bite in the air. Oh yeah. Oh, That's yeah. what I call it. Bite the bite in the air. But today is like... Bite. War, it's sunny, yeah. blue skies, warm, yeah. and as it always is in outspoken land. Yeah, exactly. Where we are unicorns and rainbows, and yeah. <laughs> since as we've learned by many, uh, by the that uh, Christian right talk show host that we don't exist. Yeah, exactly. So we good, but welcome well, to okay. outspoken. We are encouraging people today to please call in when we're uh-huh. doing the um, when we're doing the hot. Hot mess Sunday part talking about the things that are going on around the around the world in yeah. the news. Sergey yeah. and I would love to hear from you and uh, talk to you about your opinions about these things. So remember, mm-hmm. today you can call in. The Schmirer will be standing by. Um, oh, studio true. line in the office is seven four seven three eight zero seven. If you're out of the area, it is area code five zero nine. But we will be taking calls if you want to to chat with us. Yeah, we will happily chat with you as long as you are not too crazy and you pass the screening. Yes, that's why we have screeners. Yeah. I'm just so, saying. You're fine. You're fine. I'm sure so all what, you folks are great. So how's your week been? Okay, well, I actually don't know because I haven't done anything <laughs> this week. But um, we got a new roommate and uh, you know, we had we had some... Roommate um, issues. Roommate issues, yeah. Well, uh, so one of our other roommates moved out. We got a new one and she she's a girl. And I... I you know what? I picked that up when you said she. Yeah. Wow, I'm so good. Gender pronouns. I'm right. so good at using that. Um, but I'm not used to this. I have lived with a girl before, but um, still fresh. Right. So, uh, but it's good. She's great. And she has a dog, and it's a little pit bull. And I love this dog. This dog's name is Faith. And Faith. Hold is, it now. Huh? Little and pit bull okay, rarely well, go well, together. <laughs> not little, but she is a puppy still. She's, she's almost one. So she's in. The end of her puppy phase, but she is cute. Oh, she's adorable. And so, um, I'm still not used to that. So I'll wake up sometimes and there's a dog. I'm like, oh my God, it just scares <laughs> me. And our doggy door is in our bathroom for some reason because <laughs> just don't ask. This is our house. <laughs> that doesn't um, make sense. It's our laundry room too, but okay. that happens to be our bathroom. Uh-huh. And so I'll, I'll be sitting on the bathroom, the toilet. And, uh, so your clothes are the, never clean. <laughs> the dog, no, the dog just walks in to join me. And that's always interesting. <laughs> So just sit there staring at you. Yeah, yeah. Hi. So what you doing? Yeah. <laughs> Worse is when she jumps up on you and you're like, I no, this is not the time. I am not here for you. This is personal time. <laughs> you, you should called, go back. It's called boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> and she needs to learn. Yeah. So what does your new roommate think about living with a bunch of guys? I oh, mean, she, she I'm thinking. I know it. it's hard yeah. either way, but I'm sure that's also quite an adjustment. Well, the thing is, she already knows. Um, Two of the guys, two of my other roommates, uh, yeah. say they're 
who calls in all the time. They're, we love they're good friends. And so she is the kind of girl that gets along better with guys anyways. And she doesn't want Ooh. the whole girl drama, which is nice. fun because she moved in with a gay guy. And I'm going to bring right. all the girl drama. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> well, you know, so I've known you for a while. Yeah. <laughs> you know all of All your drama. drama. Um, so and it's, how it's long has she been on? She just moved in on Monday. Oh, wow. So fresh. So that has happened this week. So that's happening. That's happening. Yeah. But other than that, you know, it's... Other than that, just boys been... are stupid. Oh, my gosh. Boys are <laughs> stupid. Other than that, we agree on this. Yeah. That boys... boys because stupid. as uh, someone we're going to have on in a little bit says, it's because it's the difference between boys and men. Exactly. Exactly. Boys are stupid. It's the yeah. men that we're right? looking for. But I'm also 19 and I kind of... Because you're still kind of a boy. A boy. So. But you want the men-men mentality. Exactly. The man mentality. Exactly. In other words, they... Uh, the mind of like a 27, 28-year-old. Right? In the body of a 19. Exactly. Year old. That's yeah. perfect. Yeah. So you want you. I w- <laughs> Basically. So... Hi. If you think you're me... Right. So, so how up. narcissistic can you be? You <laughs> yeah. just want to date yourself. <laughs> uh, no, but it's true. It's, um, dating yeah. sucks. Yeah. And many, 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 many men should not be out there dating. No, they <laughs> no. shouldn't. But, I'm right there with you. And, yep. and and we're such an uplifting, positive show. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, guys. Dating sucks. Welcome. But it's the worst ever. Um, if you want to call in and tell us yeah. some advice on dating, <laughs> yes. you can. 747-3807. Uh, we would mm-hmm. be more than happy to take your calls. Yeah, we will. And yeah. take your advice. Uh, how was your week, Jonathan? How, um, what happened? What's if, going on? I said hell on earth. It might sound dramatic, right. but it's true. Oh, wow. Um, but it's okay. It's It was a long, it's a long. <laughs> hell on earth. But it's okay. Yeah. It's kind of nice. But I kind of, <laughs> it's like a vacation. Yeah, it's on it. From happy vacation. <laughs> oh, Actually, wow. I, I like the people. I yeah. just had, I had a great week with the people in my life. Um, mm-hmm. Other parts of my life. I'm not, not happy with. I yeah. think that's how it always is. You kind of yeah. have to learn where your balance is. But right. at my age, right. I need it to be balanced a little more. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. let's just say working through some things. Sure. You know, trying to get life in a better direction. My car currently sounds like it's an airplane landing. Yeah. You know, I've been in your car. Yes. <laughs> not amazing. No. I... <laughs> no. It is scary, actually. Yeah. Every time I'm like, so what's falling off now? <laughs> You're like, yeah. so I'm pretty sure. Because I was actually supposed to go see my mom, my right. brother, my nephews, and my right. sister over in Wenatchee. And I get this text from my mom the morning I'm supposed to leave. She's like, I'm really kind of worried yeah. about your car. So maybe <laughs> don't go. Yeah. And I had some people, you know, ride with me who know something about cars. And they all said... Um, I would not advise going on a 187 mile road trip. Um, because you could either die or your car will die. So, uh, and I hate getting things fixed. First of all, getting your car fixed takes money. Yes. You know, and And I mean, and it's mm -hmm. unexpected. So Mm -hmm. it's not like I built it in my budget. I'm not going to lie. Right. So it's not for if you are a mechanic out there. And you and I have a mutual friend who is a really good mechanic, but I feel like I always ask him (laughs) to fix my car. So So, I don't want to mm -hmm. act like that's all I, so I won't, I've not allowed, I've even seen him. Yeah, and you, you in the midst, and I won't favors. say it. Yeah. No, I won't do it. I feel bad. Now, if I can do something and give him something, then I'll be like, okay, right. I feel even. It's right. weird. My brain is a strange place. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> what's something that you can give him? Well, you know, actually, we have a new segment coming on our show, and the right. new segment in the future is going to be called Straight Talk. And right. about once a month, we're going to have a wonderful heterosexual listener come on the show and join us to give us their 
reactions mm-hmm. to the same stories that you and I are talking about. Right. Um, and so that's going to, I'm ma- working on a little soundbite for it, uh, for Straight Talk. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm actually thinking we can have him on as part of Straight Talk because yeah. he's a yeah. extremely very straight, straight <laughs> painfully straight guy, oh. but very nice and very accepting of us. Yes. But I would very love, and he's very opinionated, <laughs> oh. especially politically. Very much. So I figure we can put him, we'll have him on for Straight Talk, and then I'll be like, Oh, I just remembered my car. Yeah. Is, is downstairs. <laughs> so you should it's crazy. Yeah. Be like, did you enjoy the show today? Yeah. You did? Okay, well, you need to fix my car. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's your here's how you pay for this. <laughs> but if one of you yeah. wonderful guys out there, or women for that matter, um are oh, yeah. good at mechanic you can come look at my car, I'll let you. Oh yeah. And if you're a beautifully single, handsome Gay yeah. man. I'm yeah. willing to go on a date with you as well. Yeah. So that's like <laughs> your bonus. <laughs> for a date. Right. Yeah. That's, that's right. Fix my car for a date. It's going to be an, uh, <laughs> a, a, my very own fun drive. Yeah. <laughs> there <laughs> you go. Right. Which yeah. is coming up actually on KYRS. We're doing the fall fun to drive. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be our show's the 21st as part of that. But it actually um, goes over a week. Mm-hmm. But right. we will be on the 21st show. We will do a new fun drive. So all of our listeners, we are going to challenge you to save your pennies mm-hmm. and help us yep. look good to our bosses. And um, we are uh, going to have a goal of $500 for our two-hour show on that Sunday. Guys, that's nothing. Nothing. That's nothing. You guys can do this. Right. Listen, we have more than 500 likes yeah. on Twitter and yeah. on Facebook, uh, you know, on their own and LinkedIn. Exactly. So each of you just give us a dollar. Just, yeah. Right? That's it. That's a dollar. I and mean, if each of you on for each social network, give us a dollar. Right. We'll have over a thousand. Just think you're making us look very good. Exactly. <laughs> and it's really all about us. And <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. No. It's about KYRS. Community. Community Remember radio. Jonathan. Which is why we have a show. Yeah. So so, so we love them and, and you're welcome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Really. Right. If you don't if you don't donate, you might not be able to listen to us or any of the great radio right? on here. I know, what a loss. which is what's the amazing part. Exactly. Um, but, you know, let's get into some fun things that we yeah. want to talk about. Remember, you can see Sergey and I mm-hmm. uh, two separate places this week. We are going to be out and about. And, Sergey, mm-hmm. where are we going to be? Okay, so on the 12th of September at 8 o'clock, we're going to be at The Big Dipper. We're going to be taking tickets for um, for a show that KYRS is hosting. And it's going to be, f- is it Fox and Gorilla? Is that what the band is playing? That would not be right. What is the, what is the band? <laughs> Fox and Gorilla. It's Gorilla and Rabbit. Gorilla and Rabbit. I knew it was a lot. A, a gorilla and a tiny little mammal. <laughs> In no particular You did have that. Yes. <laughs> so You did have that down. Come listen to a giant mammal and a little mammal play. It's, Together to show that peace and love can happen yeah. throughout <laughs> the world. Yeah. No, that's actually the name of the band. There's no mammals there except for humans. Um, I love it. And on the 13th, we'll also be um, at Angela Johnson at the at the Fox Theater. So yes, and she's. We actually have tickets to give away to that and everything. But yeah, we're going to be there. If you listen to our show two weeks ago, we had mm-hmm. Angela Johnson on yeah. the and station. That was a blast. Um, yes, it was. And Bon Kui Kui yeah. reminded everyone yeah. that you needed to listen to our show. But anyway, bon she's Kui Kui. going to be at the uh, Martin Wilson yep. Theater at the Fox at the Fox. this Saturday, which is the thirteenth of September. Mm-hmm. Um, doors open six thirty. Shows at seven thirty. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, we're going to be down there. We're going to meet her and have our picture with her because we love her. Yeah. Um, but we're going to let a lucky listener. Yeah, but now, we've been telling y'all you mm-hmm. needed to you send in your, your information. information so you could be mm-hmm. picked to do this. Everybody did. We did our little drawing yeah, this morning. Yeah, we did. And um, 
we actually made a we actually picked a a winner out of that. And in mm-hmm. a second, you're going to be have a treat because we're going to have uh, the winner actually on the air. Yeah, we we had for her a brief in the period studio. of time. Wow, <laughs> for, for a very small period. Yeah, of time. We'll, and she's we'll going to tell me what her last name is because I still don't know. Yeah, I know what her first <laughs> name is, which is all that matters. Perfect. And I will say that Morgan from Morgan from Queer Sounds is listening, and he tried to tell us how we could fix the computer. And um, so I'm so it's very nice of him to try to help us out. I will right. tell you, Morgan, we did try your little trick, and it didn't work. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, Morgan. So, but Thank I love though. that he listened. What yeah. a good guy. Yeah, uh, we're going to challenge him to call in in a minute. Oh yeah, um, we will. Right, and you it'll better. be great. We're going to be very upset if you don't, Morgan, actually. I know. We'll be very like, sad. We'll cry. Yeah. <laughs> but let's let's talk to... Do you think we should announce who the winner is? I think we should. Or maybe not tell them and they can just guess. Because they've no. never heard the first <laughs> yeah. So we'll that's going to be we'll weird. So anyways, we picked our winner of two tickets to Angela Johnson mm-hmm. this Saturday. And our winner is... Okay. First name, Laura. Second name? Astaris. Say it again. Astaris. Astaris? Yes. Astaris or yeah. A. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, she just says yes to both <laughs> like, places. Yes. The stars <laughs> is. Yes. But without the. Astaris. Yes. I love that. Exactly. So Lara Astaris is yeah. the winner of two tickets. Are you uh. excited? Yes. So excited. Listen to that. I wow. love it when people are excited. Now, yeah. short notice, you have to be ready by Saturday. <laughs> oh, you my have gosh. To, you have someone in Clear mind. Clear your plans. Uh. Yes. It's going to be tough, you know, <laughs> with all my goings on Extra and what have you, but yeah. I, <laughs> I think I can squeeze it in. Awesome. Okay. Do you have a lucky someone you're going to take with you? Do you know yet? Do they know yet? Um, you Surprise. know, I don't know. Wow. We'll see. So uh, for everybody out there, Lara has not decided. So if you're one of her Holla. friends, maybe you should kiss up to Lara right maybe. now. Maybe. Because she accepts <laughs> Maybe gifts. she has a car to fix. Fix her um, right? Yeah. Um, actually, okay, oh, for serious a, right now, okay. for serious. serious, I'm looking for a place to stay. Really? Oh, so here's yeah. the deal. Okay. So uh, I'll do you take need you a to roommate? the show. Right. And you can be my roommate. <laughs> wow. <laughs> At your place. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> Lara, as part of, as part of going to the show, she will also be doing a review of where you right. live. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. So just, so everybody, if you want to do this, just go, uh, you Contact her early, yeah. and she can do tours <laughs> yeah. all week, and then the winning place where she wants to yeah. live. Make sure you have um, a clean house, guys. <laughs> yes, right? So it's probably not going to be guys. Just saying. Okay. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Dudes don't do well. Some do. Yeah. Some gay true. dudes do, but so yeah. the go, two maybe. gay dudes here don't don't fall in that category. <laughs> yeah. We... we we go in and out of that category. Right, like, exactly. Uh, it depends. I had to clean my house so you could see it this week. Yeah, so I could exactly see so, it. So, Laura, I'm very excited. Do you mm. know much about Angela? Um, so, the first skit that I've ever seen was yeah. the uh, the nail salon. <gasps> skit. Yes. Which was her, that's what shot her to stardom. Exactly. No, seriously. Like I, I didn't even know one. that she was on Mad TV, and I, I went back and watched her skits afterwards. Good, good. They're hilarious. So Right? She is so funny. So funny. And you know, she's a Raiderette, right? Yeah, I'm, or yeah. former, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, you know, California girls, woo woo. Nice. Wow. That's okay. <laughs> then you are going to love the show because yeah. she always entertaining. I've seen two of her, her specials. And uh, oh, and she was amazing to us when she oh was on my the gosh. show. She was great. To so we don't, I was telling our producer, the Shamir, earlier that I'm not sure where your tickets are and where ours are, but I really hope they're close. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and if not, maybe we can migrate. 
Yeah, we'll, we'll switch I'm sure, seats I'm or sure something. we could. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Most likely they put us up in the nosebleeds. I'm just going to say. I, oh, no, I saw our, our seats. They're front row. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're on stage right. with her, Jonathan. She, there's Are actually a whole segment where we're up there. So. Yeah. <laughs> we're part of the tour all right. of a sudden. Well, I've been practicing my Bonquiqui all week. Good. Oh, my gosh. Good. So <laughs> congratulations, Laura. Yeah. Thank you so much. Proof that listeners of Outspoken win stuff. Yeah. So legit. There you go. So well, thank you for being on the show, and we will see you on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. So there was your live winner, Lara Estares. I feel very um, exotic. I know. I love that name. Hey, and let's give it a little. You have to give the uh, Estares. Estares. Lara Estares. She won, Mm -hmm. and um, she's going to take a lucky person who might be her roommate. So yeah. better. So today wow. we have basically just told everybody that we're begging for a roommate and for a mechanic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe well, I can get a mechanic that can become her roommate. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Mechanic roommate. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. It's all right there. We, we're just asking for a lot. We're just helping. We are helpers. Kind we're, of. No, we are. <laughs> we really are. <laughs> we are helping people. So the exciting thing. So remember that if you have not gotten tickets yet mm-hmm. and you uh, want to see Angela Johnson, there are still tickets on sale. Uh, you can get them at the Fox website mm-hmm. or Tickets West. Um, you can pick up some tickets to that and go and then you can say hi to the boys. Actually, the whole crew is going to be there. You, me, yeah. and Schmier are showing All up three to, of us. to that. Now, before we... Um, before we get on mm-hmm. to the next segment, we are going to take a, a music break. Okay. But before that, we wow. do want to remind people yeah. that we would love your opinions. Come on, guys. On anything. You can talk to us about what we talked about this morning. Yes. Or you can wait for the news segment, which is next. Exactly. You, you can know. tell us how you feel about anything or bring up questions, topics, concerns. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. We'll take all of that except the hate. The, yeah, the hate part you get hung up yeah, on. But, you know. You, tell Schmier what you're going to say. Exactly. Then, yeah. <laughs> but don't disguise it. And please, be honest. <laughs> yeah. And please remember that we are FCC. Right? Yes. <laughs> yes. So, that's, that's actually legit. So, Morgan, if you call and you remember that we are FCC. <laughs> <laughs> you of all people. Right. As if he people. needs to worry about that. He's a good guy. Yeah. Um, and, and I will be honest. I'm a little nervous. If the, <laughs> the DJ and the auxiliary computer didn't work before i'm going to try to play a song and okay we're just going to hope that it works out and if not we will s- <laughs> we will sing keep- you a song <laughs> we'll invite the schmear over and he we'll do a trio <laughs> <laughs> and i'm and um, it will not be pretty let's be up yeah, front right yeah full disclosure yeah, we'll do we'll do a whole uh barbershop quartet <laughs> we'll trio really. that sounds but. horrible but we will do it <laughs> yes so, a barbershop quartet with three people yeah so schmear has to sing two parts all at yeah. once well that's how that works <laughs> We'll just bring Laura back. We won't exactly. let her leave the she'll building. Part she'll run it. back in and she'll be she'll be there. Okay, so before we move on to the hot dish segment, mm-hmm. we are going I just rename that every time I talk. Hot dish. The hot dish hot mess segment. Uh, we are we're going to give away a crazy bee right. award and we're going to get into some things that have happened this week in the news. Exciting before that, things. I want to say I found a really cool band that's mm-hmm. out of New York and I actually found them on Loud and Proud. Okay. Um and so that Which means at least segment. one of them is gay. But I looked at their picture, and I'm pretty sure all of them are gay. Okay. But they're called the Rooks, and they have an amazing, bluesy, jazzy-type sound. And so we're going to listen to a song by the Rooks called You're the One from their album Something You Can Take. You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane 88.1 and 92.3 FM. And you are listening to Outspoken. And we are back from that wonderful song that... 
was sung by apparently all gay men, as Jonathan <laughs> discovered just by looking at them. We don't judge, but I'm so, right. <laughs> we, um, we know that they're gay. Is that wrong of me? No, no, no. <laughs> of, of course not. The I Rooks. Mean. The Rooks out of New York. And actually, like I said, yeah. we got that really great song, Loud and Proud. Um, dot com. Out, is it loudandproud.com or loudandproudtimes.com? Oh, it might be that. Is a great resource for gay artists and gay-friendly yes. artists. Something to do with yes. if you're somewhat gay, or yeah. <laughs> then you get you can be featured on there. And they have some yeah. great, and they have everything from jazzy yeah. to they, hard rock metal that I'm just like, mm, I'm sure that's good for someone, but no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it has not some for great me. Music. Great it actually music, does. Guys. So um, we got that from him, and I actually like the works. I actually think oh, yeah. I'm going to download their whole, al- their whole album. Wow. That's my... I know, right? I love finding new music, but... And that was... I know. Some jazzy stuff. It was jazzy stuff. All right. So now we're going to go into our Crazy Bee Award. Yeah. This is going to start out the disc segment. And Mm -hmm. you know, every week, we love to have people nominate a Crazy Bee out there who is making insane statements about the LGBT community. And then we award them... By giving them, well, we don't reward them. We make fun of them by giving them the Crazy Bee Award. At the end of the year, actually yes. in May, yes. we will Because that's the end of our year. The end of our year. Mm-hmm. We're going to have the biggest Crazy Bee of the year. They get the, the Crazy Bee of mm-hmm. 2000, well, we'll just say of the year, because that'll be year. 2015. Um, yeah. And they'll get a plaque. So wow, right? An and it's plaque. to say that the LGBT community is telling you that you're crazy, and we and all, <laughs> yeah, and it's not encouraging, guys. <laughs> no, it's not encouraging, <laughs> and that we are met, slapping your hand and saying, yes. "Bad, bad, yes. don't do that." Exactly so, what we're saying. So this is a fun one. Okay. So who is this crazy bee that we're giving? Okay, this, this crazy bee is uh, okay. Let let me figure out how to pronounce this. Brainerd Baptist Church Senior Pastor Robbie Gallanty Gallaty, is that how you pronounce Galati? it? Galati? No, maybe you're right. Galati. Okay. I don't know. Either way, who cares? Robbie cause... G. Yes, that's his gangster name. <laughs> um, so what Robbie G is, is saying, and this is something that a lot of Christian, uh, you know, really, really fundamentalist super ex- extremists, I want to yeah. say, yes, um, say is that gay people should be put to death because the Bible says so. Right, which is so nice that they have interpreted the Bible for <laughs> yes. us to know that we yeah. are going to die. Right. Remember the Ten Commandments, thou shalt not kill? We, oh. No, they don't remember those. Wait. They remember their there? Ten Commandments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kill the gays. Yes. Kill the gays. The, well, and then the he has his direct quote, and we actually just put it up, the Shmira just put it up on yes. our Facebook page, um, is claiming that being gay is a choice like yes. drug abuse. Like- the senior pastor <laughs> for a megachurch in Tennessee says... The gays must be put to death because God commands it. Wow. Wow. Talk about extremists. Very, very. There's and can a- I say, we were talking earlier. Yeah. To, I just feel like something should be illegal about standing in front of mm-hmm. a group of hundreds to thousands. To, it's a megachurch, so probably thousands yes. of members thousands. and telling them that a group of human beings right. should be put to death. That is such an extreme view, and you Mm -hmm. are basically, I mean, those are very, choose your words. I just am shocked. You cannot agree with us all you want, but you don't don't go in front of a group of people and say they should be put to death. Aren't you encouraging? Because, honestly, that, that sounds a lot like what the Holocaust was, where you don't agree with 
you know, right, right. views, and then you put people to death. Right. Oh, well. So let's let's see where that went wrong. Yeah. Um, hmm. Hitler much? Yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, like, you are influencing. You are an influential person, and you are yes. influencing a lot, a lot of people who will take everything you say as the truth because you are the senior pastor right. of a mega church. You are their voice of God. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And kids are in that audience. Kids incorrigible and, kids oh yeah and absolutely i can tell you without a doubt that there is going to be someone in there who is questioning who is in the closet gay yes. kid or teenager or even adult that you know now that has been said about them and right and not only that which is extremely damaging absolutely. you know we did the the story a few weeks ago on the christian singer yeah and her saying growing up in the church it was extremely damaging to hear these exactly. things exactly but what about those you're encouraging violence yeah. To yeah. maybe there's some young kids out there who have some rage issues mm-hmm. um, and you're encouraging them. I, I really feel like it is just an irresponsible thing to say. Oh, yeah. To oh, say yeah. that anybody should should have violence. And I'm sorry, you quoted, you said gays must be put to death must, because exactly. God commands it. Excuse me, crazy. Yeah. Well, let's go back to the Bible and right. see what Jesus says about the gays. Oh, you will find nothing there that Jesus ain't, ain't nothing has there. said about the gays. And he's, of course, quoting Leviticus. Exactly. Here's the thing. Very So if you go back, there's yeah. like a lot of things. Exactly. So, yeah. And the fight has been said a million times. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to say that gays need to be put to death because the... Inter- okay, can we remember that the Bible had has been interpreted from its original form into a lot of languages? Exactly. A lot of that exactly. probably had some influence by the leader at the time who had mm-hmm. it. Um I mean, so you better know what your translation says. First of all. Second of all, I I mean, you just don't tell people to kill people. No. But I love how they just totally disregard. Fine. If you want to do letter of the law and you agree with Mm -hmm. this this Mm -hmm. book that, you know, has been retranslated over and over again. It's a millennia old. Are you going to say then, then don't eat shellfish? Exactly. You can't eat pork because you're unclean. I mean, all these rules that you're just like, oh, no, they don't mean nothing. Exactly. But kill the gays. In the same chapter as as the quote that you are using i mean it's saying that exact same thing leviticus is all about the word of law and you know the whole thumb for thumb right and okay coming from two very religious boys here in studio my dad being a religious uh uh, uh, southern baptist minister i will tell you um the letter of the law when it so where is the new testament this is from a baptist church by the way right in tennessee which is great um back where i come from uh but the the law was fulfilled if you're looking to get religious the uh Mm -hmm. the christianity believes that the law was fulfilled by jesus and so those laws are are now fulfilled in him and you don't go around killing people and he was all about love and but all of, but it works for him to go back to Leviticus and say, no, but I, yeah. I need a yeah. reason to tell you why I hate you. Yeah, so exactly. So it actually works for me to go backwards instead of, you know, it's yeah. just... I mean, we no longer live under that law, mm-hmm. and a lot a lot of Christians don't live under that law. Mm-hmm. So well, they're, they're using it to their advantage how they want to use it. My they're dad ate words. clams and shrimp, <laughs> yeah. and you know what I mean? I saw him. So, <laughs> and pork. He enjoyed, yeah, exactly. he enjoyed bacon. Exactly. So I'm just saying... It, it's disappointing right, when right. someone of such power, because a religious leader has a lot of influence, as you stated. Oh, yeah. It's disappointing when they choose to use it to spread hate. Exactly. And it just reminds me of the Westboro Baptist Church 
because if you go on their website, you know what the their motto is not love like no. Jesus said because the, if you sum up the entire Bible, it's it's essentially Jesus saying love everyone, love your love your neighbor, love your God. Yeah, that's what Jesus has said. But if you go on a Westboro Baptist Church site, it says no. God hates this, God exactly. hates that, God hates, and you. It's this, really and religion becomes thing. very, and I get it, it's mm-hmm. very polarizing, it's very, uh, it gets people hot and bothered yes. and, and mad. Yes. But the truth is, you have to, I think everybody has to come to some point and realize this is too far. It there is, are points yeah. that are too far. When Matthew yeah. Shepard was killed in Laramie, Wyoming, mm-hmm. uh, the Westboro Baptist Church took out a website that had a picture of Matthew Shepard's head bouncing around flames, and it and it was a clock, and it said, how many days in hell? Yeah. And it would click every day how yeah. many more days in hell Matthew Shepard was. What an ugly and terrible thing. And unloving and yeah. honestly unchristian-like thing to do. Exactly. This is why this man gets the Crazy Bee Award. Yeah. Not because we think he's funny, but because we think he's ridiculous. Exactly. And I, you know, we want to point out the ridiculousness of mm-hmm. the a lot of these mm-hmm. fights. You know, and I get it. You can't really win a religious fight. No, there ain't no way because it's all about beliefs and about what you want, what you want to believe. Exactly. But this is insane. So to him, you get the crazy B award. We encourage everybody every week to email us, send us in your nominations for something you've seen that you think is the crazy B because at the Mm -hmm. end of the year, we want to vote. And honestly, we want to say to them, we'll send them a a letter from, from us talking about the great things about the gay community and how we feel. Um, they have done mm-hmm. something that's actually horrendous. And right. here's a plaque to right. show you just you know, that we wasted money to give you a plaque. Exactly. But <laughs> if you want to call mm. in, if you want to sound off on that story or any of the ones that are coming up, I do, again, want to encourage you to call the studio line 509-747-3807. Kurt Schmierer, mm-hmm. uh the Schmierer Meister is going to be uh, on the phones. But we do yeah. encourage you to call and share um, about that. But moving on from it. Crazy B. Yes. Another crazy thing that has happened mm-hmm. is our beloved Joan Rivers passed away at 81. 81 years old. Everybody heard it this week. And yeah. I get it. I saw some people online saying, just because I'm gay doesn't mean I love her. I'm not saying I, no. it's sad. Yeah. I'm telling you I am gay and I did love her. Yeah. So I'm going to say something. But it was sad. She went in for a mm-hmm. routine. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like a, a big surgery. It was just something, yeah. uh, routine surgery. And she had um, a heart attack during the surgery. And so mm-hmm. a lot of times doctors, mm-hmm. especially if you're older, they'll put you in an induced coma so your body can use its energy to heal you. But she never came out of it. Yeah. And so yeah. she died. And she was a very outspoken very ally outspoken. for our community. Uh, she loved gay men. Exactly. Her best friend was a gay man. And uh, she was in pride parades. And she, just like us, was not afraid mm-hmm. To mm-hmm. share an opinion, didn't care what anybody thought. And that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. We need more people like that because I love that no matter what anyone else said about it, she would she would say how she felt and how. Right. And I think it's, and I'll tell you what's that. really sad is she had a, her daughter has a reality show. I forget mm-hmm. what on, on what network, but um, I think it's on O, mm-hmm. but I don't know. But anyways, they showed a scene from right. what they had filmed of right before she was going into surgery, she was there to sign in and do the stuff. And, yeah. and her daughter was with her, Melissa Rivers. Yeah. And it was a conversation that Joan wanted to have with her daughter in case something happened. Sure. So to have her have died and to watch that after, it's heartbreaking. Because in yeah, the end, absolutely. strip away that Joan Rivers is Joan Rivers, that she's mm-hmm. a celebrity. She was a mother and a grandmother, and mm-hmm. people lost her in their lives. 
she you know, that family, way. So yeah. it's sad either way. Yeah, absolutely. I know. It's just losing a lot of people. Yeah. Losing, losing so, greats. I know. I'm so losing. depressed now. I know. <laughs> Let's just sit here and cry. Right. And this oh is the rest goodness. of the show, guys. Um, so, Joan Rivers, we love you. Uh, the Outspoken mm-hmm. Boys definitely su- salute oh, yeah. you because you have been an outspoken ally, and we love that. So, uh, sad news. Yeah. But something we ended our last show with was... That's right. Michael Sam. Yes. And we we ended it with saying that Michael Sam... Um, you know, wasn't wasn't signed to what was it? What was his? He team? was cut from the Rams. The Rams. That's right. I was going to say the Raiders. But and that's the NFL had a very small yes window to yeah. pick him up. Any of the teams in the NFL, exactly. And so, and no one had at that time. No, and yeah. the window had honestly he, passed. It had passed. He had dro- he had been dropped. Essentially, yeah. is what happened. Yeah. So he was free to uh, be signed on to he any other team. Free agent. Free agent. Michael Sam. That that sounds like a good show. Me show. the money, yeah, yeah. Um, and so uh, during this week, he was signed on onto the practice uh, squad, the yep. team uh, of the Cowboys. Yes, and so which, that's exciting. The interesting thing is, so the everyone was going. To, I was actually listening to some yeah. some things from Michelangelo Signorelli, who yeah, is yeah. A, a a gay man that has a wonderful talk show on the radio, um, and he called homophobia he just said right. this is what i think it is yeah. that man is definitely not afraid to to state it and we had posted the question do you think yeah was it based on his skill or was it based on homophobia you know this is just on the uh just after espn made the ho- they got the crazy yep. b award last week they because sh- they did the horrible report <laughs> on, on michael shower? sam's shower habits yeah <laughs> which it was you know was he being respectful of the other teammates ridiculous yeah unnecessary i don't know Obviously, if it was based on homophobia or not. Yeah. But here's the yeah. thing. So then he's a free agent and everybody's like, come on. He's, yeah. He actually showed well during the preseason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, someone needed to pick him up. Well, the NFL, allegedly, there was reports that the NFL had gone around and called different teams. Right. And said, listen, will you look at his stats? Will you look at his the videos of him yeah. of his work and see if you'll take him, um, which isn't something normally that the NFL would right, do. Right, but they, they were worried about mm-hmm. the backlash if mm-hmm. the gay player who was is an award winner, you know, that already um, yeah a good player people were worried about yeah you know because of his being out. They decided, right. well, we're just going to go around. I will say the Cowboys picked him up, mm-hmm. but the cowboy own the Cowboys owner says no he was not called yeah that they decided to call him put him on the practice job because they need rushing you know what is it rushing linemen or yeah i don't know something some sports you were doing so well i know right sounded like like, sports people right i didn't have my notes in front of me that's okay Uh, but they they got him because they needed him exactly you know and and so now he's on the the yeah. practice squad, and now you know you can move from practice squad to yeah. um, the actual team. Exactly, we and within know. the season, we'll you see can. what happens. Well, and everybody who plays his position, three of them are out for injury. Yeah, so yeah. there's I mean, a good shot. I mean, people are falling. he's in demand. Yeah. Let's be yes. honest, and we are demanding him too. Right. So who knows? Yeah. Who knows? The Cowboys. And- Maybe not, depending on the opinion, yeah. maybe not the best team. Because <laughs> I do watch football. Yeah. And let's just say, really, the Cowboys. There's Cowboys a reason amazing. I will that some people call them the Cowgirls. The Cowgirls, yeah. yes. And, uh, Which may be insulting <laughs> to the women, but it's funny. It's hilarious, yeah. One of my favorite quotes uh, since uh, the Cowboys signed on Michael Sam is uh, oh. a Houston Fox station. On their ticker, uh, they said, Tony Romo, still the gayest player on the Cowgirls. <laughs> 
Which I know that might not be PC, but that is the most hilarious thing. That is so funny. First of all, people always make fun of Tony Romo. All the time. Always. He's just the butt of the joke. He (laughs) is. And, you know, they tease him a lot, but I think that's hilarious. Still. I think so. Still. The gayest player. (laughs) That's just such a quick remark after that. Gay is a state of mind. I'm just saying. Yeah. And it normally means fabulous. So, I mean, Tony, if you want to be fabulous like us, you're welcome to the team. But (laughs) that's some hilarious stuff. It really is, yeah. Oh, so maybe, you know, he they'll put him on the regular team and right. things will turn around and it'll right. be a miracle. And they'll be like, oh, my goodness, gay men who are athletes are awesome. And then, you know, it'll exactly. be like the end of a movie. Exactly. All of a sudden, gay marriage goes nationwide and, and there's a parade with and the Cowboys win a Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> this mean, is a movie. Could... <laughs> How fake. <laughs> I mean, what? Unrealistic Not at all. true at all. Yeah. Um. <laughs> But I actually think that would be funny. So, yeah, so maybe things were looking up for Michael Sam. It was scary right. for a while right. because no NFL team had taken him. So thank you to the Cowgirls. The Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys, sorry. <laughs> for the Cowboys for picking him up. And mm-hmm. because, you know, this is what he wants to do with his life. Exactly. And I'm glad that he has a chance and to do that. Yeah, maybe Dallas will be the place that he's going to do it. We'll right. see. Every team goes through these horrible years, yeah. right? So eventually Dallas has to come back, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the owner's thinking, at least the owner is thinking about what the team needs. Exactly. (laughs) Right. They're moving in a positive direction. Right. Just say that. But I'm not, but I will tell you, the Cowboy fans are diehards. Yeah. I I know a few of them and they don't care, but it's true. Like I always be Cowboy fans. I grew up with the Broncos. I lived in Colorado. Right. It was, we had the Broncos all over our rooms. I'm sure last Super Bowl was just oh, harsh for you. Hurt. Yeah. I remember. Oh, it hurt. Yeah. But the the good thing is when you live in Washington, yeah. you kind of do root for both. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's, the okay. hardest games are when Seahawks and the Broncos go against each other. It's oh. like tearing my heart See, out. Watching that game last year, I was dying. Right, yeah. yeah. No. Last, you're happy, last but you're sad. It's bipolar. <laughs> exactly. It's very there bipolar. You go. There you go. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know. Seahawks all the way. I know. I but. love it. But. The wonderful thing is we support, of course, mm-hmm. the amazing uh, Michael Sam. Yeah. And th- that's because we, we pick people that we love and we support. Exactly. And the way we exist on Outspoken not only are from our wonderful fans, but from the people out there, the businesses that support us as well. Exactly. And one of the businesses that supports us is Rick Singer Photographer. Uh, Outspoken receives support from Rick Singer Photography at 415 and a half West Main Avenue in downtown Spokane, offering natural light portraits, passport and visa pictures, cost, copy and restoration of old pictures, and private instruction. More information at 838-3333 and online at ricksingerphotography.com. I have That's, to say that yeah. I love that you get right into your uh, NPR voice. Oh. <laughs> you start that and all yeah. of a sudden. All of a sudden it's you get NPR. Really and you Welcome. whisper. Yeah. <laughs> and I have to turn up your mic. Yeah. Because you're just so. Yeah. That was well, pretty well, if I don't whisper it, then how am I going to read it, Jonathan? Right? I can't read it without it's whispering. Like a script. This is, is why when you act, it's so hard to direct you because you just whisper every line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whisper every whisper, line. Whisper, 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 whisper. Yes. Yeah. Hey. All right. But moving on to some fun things. Exactly. If you were watching our Twitter this week, you would have seen uh, a tweet that we did. And um, we were asking you how you all felt. And this would be a great time to call in because this is a right? a conversation People, that are you telling us you have no having. opinions? Exactly. Um and and we asked how you felt about the new acronym, which is more like a whole word word now. <laughs> LGBTQQIAAP instead of LGBT. I'm tired. I know. See back back uh 
last fall, honestly, at the GSA at Eastern, it was LGBTQAAI. Yes. And now we added two more letters, the right? second Q and the P. I feel like we add letters all the time. Here's all the, the time. thing. I get it. Okay. Right. I mean, we definitely want to be all inclusive. We but do. don't you think we do. there might be well, a line where we're getting a little yeah, crazy? I mean, the alphabet soup here is, yes. it, it, it continues to grow. And for those of you that don't know uh, a little bit of information, you know the LGBT, lesbian, gay, bi, transgender, mm-hmm. and transsexual. They're mm-hmm. thinking about adding two Another T's T. for yeah. transsexual and transgender. Because we need um, more letters. And so the first Q is queer. The second Q is questioning. The first, the the only I right now is intersex. Mm-hmm. And then we have asexual, ally, and pansexual. So mm-hmm. if any of those are interesting to you, we will be talking to them at a... No, listen. A... I am all about accepting oh, all yeah. Oh, yeah. people. Um, maybe this is where people can... Yeah. The people accuse P- being too PC. Yes. So yes. is there... Maybe can we just... Maybe let's just call ourselves the A movement. The all movement. The all <laughs> And that way, right. everyone. Or even better, let's call ourselves people. <gasps> Gasp. No. Let's say human rights can we be inequality. The, can, I, wow. Maybe we do that. Can we just be the human rights movement? Exactly, the human can, rights movement. I like that. Can, can it just include, because at this rate, yeah. I am, it's going to, yeah. like, no speech can begin without this, and that means that really should be your speech. Exactly. Your time's up. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and I don't, I mean, yes, great that we include everyone in the sacrament, but I don't think anyone should get flack for using just LGBT right? without the QQIAAP. Right. Yeah, and the LMNOP, exactly. QRS. Exactly. If you're just saying LGBT, I right. think that that shows that you care enough about everyone else. Of course, we're going to be all-inclusive. I think because LGBT has been used for so long yeah. that there, it's not just the letters anymore. You just know when, that you, when you mention LGBT, you mean everyone. Exactly. But I get it. Everybody wants to, Everybody's important. Everybody exactly. wants to exactly. be... Uh, into be an individual and realize that they, you know, are as important as right. So everyone else, I get that, but I think we're getting ridiculous. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I mean, and maybe that's the elitist gay man. And yeah, um, <laughs> we're, we're but I'm just like, okay, so you're, sure. I, I'm going to respect your pansexual. Okay. I respect yeah. you. Oh, okay. Your intersex totally respect you. I just respect all you letters. Exactly. I really do. Exactly. You can even, Hey, I wouldn't even, you want to shorten it. You can take the G out. I don't care. Yeah. Don't make it a yeah. gay man. I don't need one. Yeah, I'm okay. Exactly. So I just think the letters are out of. I really want to know what people think about that. I agree. Yeah, because like, I you... I know there are some people that are die hard. They want to all inclusive and include more. You know, they right? they want the second T for transsexual. I want to know yeah. what their motivation is. I want to. I do. I want to know. Yeah. I, I want to know where does it stop? Exactly. I want to know. Yeah. You know, we we long for a world. We've said it before. We long for a world where a show like Outspoken isn't needed because right. it then is just a talk show. Exactly. And not an LGBT all the letters talk show yeah. <laughs> anymore. It's because we are so integrated in society yeah. that it's not an issue. Exactly. I do, and I know exactly. we're a long ways from that. We're yeah. on the right road. Yeah. But I'm just saying. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. And part of that is that we do have to include all I mean, we do have to shed light and learn more about all the, as you put it, letters. Yeah. Um, Let's talk about the letters of the moniker. I get that. Exactly. I want to learn about the letters of the moniker. But can we just learn about people and then find a different. That's why I'm all about the human rights, you know, human rights. It's what it is. Be the human rights movement. And then no one gets a special thing because it's about all of us. Yeah. Yeah. It's. That, that, that's it. That's what I'm just going to call it. Yeah. We are a human rights Let's be talk show. 
human and yes. treat each other with respect, and then we won't have to do this. Mm-hmm. We won't have to make everyone a letter. Right? It's ga- I'm sorry, because I'm tired. Is, yeah. Seriously, I had to take a nap. Exactly. This reminded me of speaking. Sesame Street today, sponsored <laughs> by the letter L. And I was like, okay, well. That's okay. That's and 20 perfect. other letters? Cool. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. And it's by the count. The count will do that. Exactly. He'll yeah. Count the letters. <laughs> count letters, yeah. 2,723. Because <laughs> what's going to happen in 10 years? Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, hopefully what happens in 10 years is it's all, like we that said, it's human everything. rights. That exactly. Everything's just it's, happy and it's peaceful. the one movement. It's very namaste. Namaste. I live, I live That's right. by the namaste. You haven't said that in a while. I love namaste. namaste. Um, yeah, I think we need to do that. Exactly. But, okay, so that's that. Let's get to some fun things, yes. which is, okay, did you see we posted mm-hmm. it, the Notorious mm-hmm. RGB? Yeah. You love her. I, I love her. We love adore her. adore the Notorious yeah. RGB. Exactly. Ruth, RGB, RBG. Ruth Gator, no, Ruth Bader. So it's RBG. RBG. Yeah. The Notorious I, I RBG. S- I saw that you did that wrong, and I was like, yeah. red, green, blue? That's yeah. wrong? I don't know. Yeah. RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Yes. She is a Supreme Court justice. She... Yep. Has had many gay law clerks. She is very supportive of the gay movement. Mm-hmm. Although she, you know, has stated she didn't feel it was time for the Supreme Court to make any standing. She's right. a very smart lady. Oh my gosh. Um, but she's out there yeah. performing gay weddings. Yeah. And this is her fourth same sex marriage that she's been performing. It's a former law clerk of hers. Yeah. She exactly. uh apparently was close and, and he asked yep. her if she would yeah. please preside at his wedding. Could you imagine? Not yeah. only do you have a Supreme Court justice yeah. performing your marriage, but you have um Ruth Bader Ginsburg the supporting your Ruth. And yeah. you really should look up if you're listening, you should look up the song. That's called the Notorious RBG because it's awesome and it's celebrating yeah. her. Yeah, and her amazing support of women's rights, of oh gay my gosh. rights. Of, she really human is a human rights. human yeah. rights movement exactly lady. She really is, and she's not stopping. She's going strong. She, she will won't. Not she decided retire. she won't stop. Yeah, she's and I'm on. sorry if she's done four gay weddings, she'll do yeah. more. Exactly. So and it's amazing when Sergey and I find our respective. Husbands in our future. Yes, uh, we're Ruth, calling her Ruth. Yeah, we'll tell you where where we're registered. Yeah, and maybe we can do a double wedding. Maybe and she can do both of our weddings. Yeah, at, at the, the same, same time. time. I love it. She's like she's like Mama Rue, but she's Mama Ruth. Oh, I like, I like it. That, right? I like Mama, Mama Ruth. Ruth. Mama Ruth is amazing. Yeah, so, so very exciting. You go, girl. Right, you, you go, go, girl. Around we the world in back you snaps. And love us. <laughs> exactly. For people who remember and live in color. <laughs> yeah. And then, speaking of Supreme Court, Washington, D.C., so there is a Russian gay activist who protests uh, at the White House. And he's not protesting anything at the White House, specifically for the White House. He's protesting Russia yeah. because he uh, has fled Russia with his now fiancé. Because mm-hmm. um, they can be fiancés. Exactly. They in D.C., they really can. Yeah. And they couldn't be in, in, um, in Russia. And his name is Andrew Nasanath. And he, uh, he he fled from the U.S. and he isn't allowed to work for 150 days, right? Um, just because of you know the way the laws the work way the laws there. work, and he's looking, he's seeking asylum. Exactly, yeah, and in that's, the U.S. That's exactly why it is. And so to to uh, make his time productive, what he does is he stands out outside the White House and he has a sign that says, "Ask me why in Russia they want to kill me." Mm-hmm. And so he, and he passes out pamphlets pa- about exactly, a story. Exactly. He tells them about how in Russia, you know, if you're LGBT, if you're any of the letters, you're really, you, you can't 
you can't exist. You know, they yeah. they will imprison you. They want to kill you. Legitimately, they're, you're going to be beaten. Yeah. And him and his partner have have gone through all of that. You know, they've gone through attacks. They've gone through yes. all of that political um, upheaval. Exactly. And so they come to the U.S. to the to the U.S. Capitol. Yeah. And I love that DC. he said I wanted to be proactive since I can't do yeah. anything. Yeah. For 150 days. Exactly. And he has vowed that he's going to be there every day of that 150 yep. days. And he has to do and that. People join him all the time. Yeah. And he said only one person so far, um, and yeah. it, it was a uh, fellow Russian. It was. Yeah. Um, gave him any flack for what he's doing, exactly. and basically had this picture taken next to this gentleman. With the Russian flag yeah, and yeah. basically said he was lying about things. and Exactly. Yeah. How much are they paying you to do this? <laughs> right. Come on. Right. Are you serious? Yeah. Cause, really? Because that doesn't happen in our country is yeah. what they're saying. Yeah. It's <laughs> never happened in Russia. Really? We have videos yeah. everywhere. <laughs> exactly. I love I love the state of mind when Russian people say, oh, that's such an American thing to be gay. Russians don't have that. <laughs> right. We're immune to that. So really? American. Really queer. And... Yeah, really queen. Yeah. It's American and it's Australian and <laughs> exactly. it's British and if it's If your Chinese. country supports it, then you can be Basically, gay there. It's the earth. No. Sorry, lots <laughs> exactly. of us gay people. What do you feel, being a young Russian, yeah. about something like this? Well, first of all, I am so glad that they have escaped. Oh, it hello. Legitimately escaped the, the wrath of Putin. <laughs> right? Yes. Who's crazy. Oh, wow. Well, at least, you know, Ukraine there is... Right, somewhat settled down, but I'm so glad that he's escaped, and I'm so glad that finally him and his now to be fiance are getting married here in the U.S. where they can, yeah, and they can celebrate their love. And I love that he is doing something about it. He's he's educating the public, even though Washington D.C. is very pro LGBT, pro marriage equality. They are, but they, it's international exactly. politics, and exactly. they don't want to get to. Even though, come and, on, guys, talk oh, about yeah. human rights violations. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Huge, and we—I feel like we're dragging our feet a little bit. We really are, and even though there's a lot of work to do in the U.S., there's still a lot, a lot more work to do internationally, and we can, we can do a lot about that. And being from someone who, like I said, young gay Russian, yeah. you were born over yeah. there, you come over here. Your story has not been easy. No. Um, and this man getting out of Russia, yeah. does it still though make you go, I do have it a little easier? Oh, than, absolutely. Than absolutely. Russian gay men. Absolutely. Like if your family hadn't have come over here. You know, I think about that all the time. That's yeah. crazy. I don't know what I would have done. You know, it's uh, it's a great opportunity to be here in the U.S. Right. And I don't think you can compare. I mean, mm-hmm. we can't compare the things that we're going through because what you go through in your life with your family oh, yeah. is hard. And it's it going to be yeah. hard. But yeah. it does make me go, oh, my gosh, I'm so glad you're not over there. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. And, and that you were you were here, and I'm thankful for this guy. But how scary. And I hope, mm-hmm. I don't know what he can do. He does it in front of the White House every day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how much more publicity can you get except the White right. House? To push it and to say, yeah. listen, something has to change. Yeah. So do we stand by, you know, and mm-hmm. allow human rights violations mm-hmm. to continue in Russia you know, after the Olympics, we kind oh, yeah. of moved on and ignored it. Exactly. Um, how do we bring focus back? Right. You know? Right. It, we talk about Uganda recently. I mean, mm-hmm. there's all these places where it's absolutely It's hideous. crazy, yeah. I mean, and if it was, you know, done to a group of people anywhere, we would, we would scream and yell about it. Why yeah. is it not more... Um, something that we're like, you can't do this to your people. I don't know. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense it's, to me. It, exactly. And it's a work in progress, and we're get, we're, we'll get there, you know. It's yeah, and hopefully a time. those people will be okay as we get there. I hope so, too. All right. In other news, uh, we have uh, an article where a gender nonconforming teen is suing the DMV 
because of what they did when they were taking a picture. So, um, yeah, it's for the driver's license. Exactly for for her for his driver's license for his it. yes. Um, Chase uh, Culpepper. I hope I'm pronouncing that right, but that looks pretty simple. Um, in South Carolina, and sh- uh, I I need to stop. Um, in South Carolina. In South Carolina, yes. Uh, and he was uh, going to take his driver's license picture, mm-hmm. and so he uh, goes in and he has his makeup on, he has his lipstick yeah. on, um, and he's about to take picture. And what the DMV says is, "Sorry, you 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 have to take that off because yeah. you are not what a boy looks like." Right. And here's the thing. First of all, gender nonconformist. Right. Uh, this young man does identify as a boy. Yes. But what he's saying is I don't confirm, uh, conform to gender roles. So even though I do identify as a boy, I like to yeah. put makeup on. Yeah. I like my hair to look. So not transgender. This is a totally other kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so going in and saying I'm a guy and this is what I look like. This is how I choose to appear. Exactly. The DMV, the purpose of that driver's license picture is yep. so that... That's typically what they use if you've never had a mugshot and you get in trouble and they're looking for you. They're going to put your driver's right. license picture up for people to see so they know who they're looking for. So here's the thing. Yeah. they So you're supposed to look like yourself. So this is how this uh, young man looks. Yeah. But they're saying, no, we want you to look like a boy, which, you know, if he was a criminal would be perfect. Yeah. Because could go do a bunch of crimes and everybody's going to be looking for a boy when he runs around with makeup and his yeah, hair exactly, all done pretty. Exactly. And so no one would be like, oh, that didn't yeah, look like him at all. But that's not him. It's it's funny because they use the um, the argument that that is, quote unquote, masking your identity. Yes. So Which that's interesting know. to me. Yeah. Masking your identity because How? he's not. No, he's actually showing his true identity because that's yeah. his, that is his sexual identity. Because his identity... Is how he's exactly. presenting himself. Surprise. I think he knows who he is. Right. If I went in looking like Mary Sunshine, which is, you know, when if I ever choose to do drag, that's that's the, the lady I am when yeah. I do drag. Mary Sunshine. <laughs> if I went in as Mary Sunshine, that's yeah. me masking because 90% of my life, I am Jonathan. Exactly. Uh, a exactly. bearded, gray-haired, you know, dude. Yeah. Um, and Mary is for entertainment. Exactly. So that would be masking. This is this young man's not. life. Exactly. So I really feel like it's another, it's another way of being legally, um, legally. What's the word I'm looking for? Just um, did okay. Why can both <laughs> of us not think of it? <laughs> yes, we that, are. Yeah, that <laughs> legally discriminating. Way. There we go. Discriminating. <laughs> I got the first three letters. Right? I, I heard you say, dee, 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 and yeah. I didn't know what I was saying. So, legally discriminating, discriminating. Yeah. that is sanctioned by the the state government. By It's just ridiculous to exactly. me. So, exactly. um, there has, as far as I know, there's been no resolve, no, no resolution yeah. of that whole, but, that whole thing. But on the positive side, we do now have schools, certain schools, that do have a pro-trans policy. Yes, that are changing the way. Now, this one's interesting. This, I, uh, yeah, I found this one extremely fascinating. A school fascinating. in Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so a school in Wisconsin just passed, a school district, actually, not even a, a school, the whole district, pa- uh, passed a policy that allows transgender students to use bathrooms and locker rooms of the gender in which they identify. If that's okay, of course, with their parents and their principal, um, but still, that's that's a huge step. I think that's amazing that, you know, based on your gender identification, you get to choose where you feel safest. Right. And I what I find interesting about this, which I would be interesting to follow yeah. this story, 
because I know already it's a it's a touchy subject. But right. I love it that they're saying, listen, yeah. if your parents are like, you know, we support our child and this exactly. is the gender that they identify with. And they say to the principal, hey, now given the parents have to say yes, then the principal has to say right. yes and then it's OK. But that's not where I'm, I'm wondering where the backlash is going to come. Is right. it going to come? Because what I love is they're so broad that they're yeah. saying you can use the locker room. Right. That is with your gender. You can use the bathroom. The I bathroom. love that they're saying basically we are willing to fully accept you. Exactly. But that's what I'm waiting to see if we're if that's where the backlash okay. of those mm-hmm. um, uh, extremists will say exactly. um, parents and people are going to are going to come up against. I'm, yeah. I've been to Wisconsin many times. Yeah. My ex-partner's family is right. from there, and we were always up there. But it'll be interesting. I think yeah. it's amazing, but I also think it's a step. It's a huge step. You know, it's, it's an a, amazing it's step. It's a step in yeah. a direction that we've needed. Yeah. But I am fascinated when I these love steps that. are made. I love that. You know, the trans community, you know, gender non-conforming, any gender identity that you have is now accepted in this school. That's a huge step. And, you know, Nationwide. I would be interested... Um, our good friend over at uh, Queer Sounds, Morgan, yes. um, is part of Safe Schools now. He has right. a position with right. Safe Schools. Um, I'm very interested in getting his point of views on things like this. And right, we'll have yeah. him on again, of yeah. course, in, in a future show. But interested in how he views views things like exactly. that. Exactly. Lots going on. I know. Spokane, you should be next. I know. Let's start pushing forward. And we're doing great progressive things here in our, exactly. in our fine city. But it's always fun to see it, see it happen. Um we're going to take a break here really quick because we're going to have a guest on. Who's That's our guest right. for second our, hour? Our guest for the second hour is John T. Ruder, a former Sandpoint City Councilman uh, and is now the executive director of the Conservation Voters of Idaho. He has been active in protecting Idaho's environment, expanding LGBT rights, and the Idaho Republican Party. And he... Uh, writes for the comment section for the Inlander. So you may yeah. have read some of it, his... Some really good some articles, articles that he's yeah. always in the Inlander. But Amazing um, guy. It's going to be fun to kind of talk yeah. about Idaho politics. They're yeah. next-door neighbors for yeah. us mm-hmm. in Spokane, just across the way. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And to talk about a very red state next to a blue state that kind of goes from a little red and progresses to purple as, exactly. we, get, yeah. as we get west. But interested in what can we learn from our neighbors? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even in a very red state, what can what is being done for oh, the yeah. LGBT community? That's be an interesting so conversation. We're excited. He's a very intelligent man, yeah. and we will have him on after our brief break. I'm going to play a song actually from in 2011. The Voice had a gay man on there named Nakia. He just goes by Nakia, okay. and I'm playing him today because it's Power to the Big Boys. He's a bigger man, and yeah. his partner is a bigger man, and he has an amazing voice. And I'm like, yes, Power to the Big People. It makes me very happy. So uh, give me two seconds here, and we're going to be listening to Water to Wine by by Nikia. You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM, and this is Outspoken. And that was Nakia with Water to Wine. Definitely check out his music. That was Um, great. That was soulful. That was very soulful. We okay, so um, we have a guest with yes, a different we name. do, <laughs> we ha- with with a different name. We mispronounce, but that's okay. That's so fine. John T. Reuters, is it right? Reuters. Reuter. Yes, we got okay. the nod. John T. Reuters, and he is a former Sandpoint City Councilman and is now the executive director of Conservation Voters 
of Idaho. He has been active in protecting Idaho's environment, expanding LGBT rights, and the Idaho Republican Party. And now, of course, writes for uh, The Inlander, and he has a article that he has out every once in a while in the comments section. The commentary. Yes, that is right. And if you and haven't read too. him at all, you should definitely check him out. So here we have... So we're going to welcome Mr. Reuter to the show mm-hmm. right now. Are you on the air? Yes, I'm here. It's great to be with you this afternoon. Welcome to Outspoken. We really appreciate it. We've been having a lot of fun kind of uh, oh, yeah. researching you. Yeah, you have some really good stuff out there. So um, thank you for being on the show, Sergey. Oh, yeah. How's it going today? Well, I appreciate that. It's yeah. great to be here, and, it's, and, I, and I've been, uh, mm-hmm. that's funny, as you've been researching me, um, the show signal doesn't carry all the way out to Standpoint, where I right. was. So I've been going back and looking at past shows and everything, too, and I really appreciate the work you guys are doing. Oh, on, well, thank uh, you yeah. so much. I'm pushing forward. And you've also learned that we are a hot mess. Yeah. So <laughs> we, we try. <laughs> so, John, you've been, uh, you've been pretty involved in politics your whole life, you know, with Sandpoint City Council and now you're executive director. Um, how did that all start? You know, where, where did you find your aspiration to change the world? For me, I mean, there, there are probably two key starting points there. Mm-hmm. Um, one, one was just as a child. Right. Um, we watched very little TV in my home. Um, okay. Almost, almost none. And we were put to bed at like 6 o'clock. My parents were very clever. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that they would let us stay up for was to watch both, both election returns and then both the Democratic and Republican um, conventions when they took place. Oh, wow. And so so that, that, that certainly engendered a love as a child when sure. you find out that, you know, the one night you're allowed to stay up late is to watch politics because right. it gave us sort of a specialness and importance. Right. And um, I think probably, that's that probably definitely birthed that. Yeah, that's fascinating that as a kid you got to watch that. And so, both sides, too. And were your parents involved in politics at all? Or what you made know, my them mother, so. My mother served on a school board. Uh-huh. Um, one of the things that my um, my father was a defense attorney in town, and uh, and definitely um, spoke to us about the importance of standing up for our values. Sure. And I I grew up in a small uh, rural logging town in Oregon, uh, and so one of the things that happened mm-hmm. when I was very very young, um, you know, this is one of those earliest kind of memories things, is uh, is my dad took a really forceful stand against a really anti-gay um, amendment that was being pushed forward in the Oregon uh, uh-huh. Constitution. And while it actually passed in our county, because we were able to hold the numbers down far enough there, uh, it didn't pass statewide. And oh, so wow. that kind of idea wow. about standing up for values at that very young age, uh, I remember working with my mom on a school bond similarly, sure. uh, those kind of experiences definitely helped, you know, that idea of politics being something not about mm-hmm. power, but mm-hmm. about Maybe not just about power, but sure. about also standing up for people. Sure, and a lot of that does a lot of that change does happen locally, and uh, standing up like that—that's amazing. And it's more like I think I would call it responsible power. Oh yeah, which right. you, that's exactly yeah. Which is what's amazing about reading a lot of your articles in the Inlander is that you are not afraid to call out uh, colleagues. You're not afraid to call out yourself. Mm-hmm. You're not afraid to basically keep things in check you you say it as you feel it which i have to be honest with you was a little shocking because now you're are you uh with the republican party right i you know i'm a registered republican and i'm a former member of the idaho uh, state republican party central committee and the former head of the bonner county young republican mm-hmm. uh so definitely that's that's part of where i come to these things from because I'm not, I won't lie to you. I mean, Sergey and I, of course, being on an LGBT yeah. talk show, the national image 
of yeah, the Republican Party definitely. tends to be not really pro LGBT, and yet you are this very level-headed. If you read your articles and and your stances, and you have actually, you know, fought to to expand rights for the LGBT community, that isn't typically when we think of the national image of the Republican Party something that we expect. Mm-hmm. With you, I'm, how do you, you know, what do you I mean, say I'll be, to things like I'll that? I'll be frank. Yeah, I'm very, I'm very disappointed with where the Republicans in Congress are at right now, particularly on these issues, but on a whole host. I think that, the, you know, there's an article I wrote for The Inlander um, a few months ago uh, pointing out how much the Republican Party at a national level is failing to address uh, the key issues of our time, from climate change um, to equality uh, right. to economic justice. And I, I think it is a real problem. I think that, uh, you, you know, it's... It, it's sad to me when I see Republicans turning away from ideas that were Republican solutions to these problems mm-hmm. as they start to gain public support, and, and I think that is deeply troubling. Right. Uh, what right. I will say is uh, Phil Batt, who's a former Idaho Republican governor and, and uh, a hero of mine, um, has recently come out and pushed for actually the state to pass uh, strong anti-discrimination measures mm-hmm. at a statewide level here mm-hmm. in Idaho. So there are other Republicans speaking out and, and doing so forth forcefully. Okay, yeah. Well, that's that's a lot of good things to hear because, I mean, Idaho still does need a lot of that. And I know some of the smaller cities, you know, Coeur d'Alene, uh, Sandpoint, have definitely passed the non-discrimination, uh, you know, uh, non-discrimination against LGBT. But where are we in Idaho, you know, as a whole in terms of LGBT rights, uh, marriage equality, human rights? I think, yeah, and I think there's some special awareness mm-hmm. um, in those North Idaho cities of Coeur d'Alene and Sandpoint right. that, uh, that certainly prompted us to act in Sandpoint, and I think also prompted Coeur d'Alene to act, where we had the Aryan Nations come up there, and we had to really, as a community, uh, unite and become educated about the need to unite around these issues. I mm-hmm. mean, look, uh, there's a, there's a uh, documentary coming out on PBS soon, I think it's uh, America by the Numbers, that's mm-hmm. going to feature uh, Coeur d'Alene in there, and talk about just how white Coeur d'Alene is. And while right. the rest of the nation becomes more diverse, Coeur d'Alene is actually becoming whiter. Oh, um, wow. And so having those area nation experiences yeah. has helped, uh, I think, help both of those communities realize we've, we've got to stand up for what's right and, sure. and really helped uh, prompt a positive movement. In other mm-hmm. places in Idaho, um, we've also seen action, although, uh, and, and among people, we're definitely seeing movement. Among the politicians mm-hmm. in the State House, not as much. But, right, for example, right. in Pocatello this, uh, this May, uh, there was actually a ballot initiative there to repeal a local anti-discrimination ordinance that they had passed. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, was, it was reaffirmed in a, in a primary that, uh, that was disproportionately uh, favored Republican turnout. And by 80 votes out of 10,000 cast, they upheld that ordinance as a community, oh, which wow. I think is pretty impressive in an that eastern Idaho impressive. community. You know, they kept, yeah. they kept the strong protections in place. Right. Well, one of the things that I find uh, fascinating about um, so far the looking at the arc of your your political career and your movement is you say something that I have said so many times that it's really nice to hear echoed, which is mm-hmm. it's these thousands of hours of meetings mean nothing if there is no action. And you really have been from the beginning a man of where is our action plan as mm-hmm. we move forward. And I know as you take, you know, as you're the executive director of the conservationists, that it's that I know that the passion for you is to keep, you know, protect Idaho and the 63 percent of the federal land, you know, keep the beauty and protect it. 
but you do actual things about it. Can you talk to us about having to work like on a city council mm-hmm. and having to work within the frustrations of bureaucracy when you're a man that that loves the talk, but as long as there's backing up the words, how you have found through your career, uh, you know, how to do that? That's a, that's a very kind characterization of my, my uh, <laughs> brief stint in politics, and I, I, I really appreciate it. You know, I think, that, um, I think something that's often frustrating about politics is that it often does move for some people, just not for everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, when there's, a, when there's a big business that comes to town and they say, hey, we need these tax breaks um, to be able to uh, provide blank number of jobs, uh, you see all the moves. You, you'll see in many, many places where the wheels will move quickly and bureaucracy will turn, and suddenly uh, we can move at light speed and help people out. Um, mm. Yet when a small business has a need, uh, it can take months for them to work through that same process. Right. E- even though uh, when you take the aggregate of those small businesses, the impact can actually be greater to a community. Or, or for that matter, uh, when we worked on the anti-discrimination ordinance in, uh, in Sandpoint uh, to protect LGBT people, uh, what we what we found the most often thing I heard was well doesn't that protection already exist and who does this really help and you heard that over and over again mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. and it's because there's a whole set of people that just don't have a voice in our bureaucracy and in our and in our government and so to me part of how you make that change happen is by sometimes by being that voice but often it's by introducing those voices into the conversation sure and and uh, and making sure that those that, that there's a recognition. Um, that there is a larger conversation and a, and a different way right, to do business. Right. Um, so, so one concrete example, I won't filibuster much longer here. No, no one worries. concrete example is in Sandpoint, we had this law around parking requirements. Mm-hmm. And they required, uh, they required small businesses to provide, you know, tens of spaces to a small addition to their business or pay tens of thousands of dollars in parking fees. Okay. And the first thing I did on council was actually eliminate that law, which let three small businesses actually expand and made it so that they didn't have to build uh, additional parking spaces, which in a downtown would have meant they'd had to knock down a building to build them. Right. So wow. it's, it's things like that that are just common sense. I mean, right. one of these businesses that was going to be charged $50,000 for not having parking spaces had a city parking lot of 200 spaces across the street. Oh, wow. Right? So, and, it, and it, you know, they were a little, this is a little, uh, mm-hmm. a little, uh, 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 Mexican food uh, shop in Sandpoint, uh, right. uh, and and they couldn't afford to do this. They could, you know, it was going to cost more in parking fees for their expansion. So I think introducing mm-hmm. that that reality to the conversation is key to making action happen. Right. Does that make does that make sense? Moving beyond oh, the yes, rhetoric absolutely. and saying, let's talk about real things. Well, and it's also about someone who's paying attention to the details. Mm-hmm. To be honest, to a lot of things, I think slip by us as. You know, we talk a lot here about being an educated voter, mm-hmm. but a lot of things slip by us because we don't educate ourselves on what's going on out there. So to have, I think, leadership that recognizes that and looks for those things. I mean, small businesses really are what support these cities like mm-hmm. Spokane, uh, like Sandpoint. And if we're penalizing them, $50,000 is there's their budget and they're gone. Yep. Yeah. Well, and they don't, right. And if you're a, you know... Whether you're a whether you're a discriminated against group or a small business in the town, in neither case can you afford to hire someone mm-hmm. to come and manage these things through a city, even a small city council for you. You have to actually be your own voice, right? And what mm-hmm. that means is there's an extra, I think, obligation uh, for elected leaders to actually listen to those people and go out mm-hmm. and try to find those people. 
can I, can I share just a brief story about the anti-discrimination ordinance, too, that I think is relevant oh, for that, that conversation? Oh, definitely, yeah. Please do. So that's what we heard over and over again. We heard, oh, these laws already exist at the mm. state and national level, which, of course, they don't in Idaho at the state level, and they don't exist at the uh, national level still, which is a huge problem. Uh, but then also, well, who is this really going to help? Where are the people? And I was convinced from some brief conversations uh, there were people that this really mattered to, uh, but they weren't going to come forward because there was a fear of discrimination, right? The people mm-hmm. who this would help mm-hmm. were scared that they might lose their job or lose their house um, and, and lose, you know, or, or be denied access to businesses. And so it was really a scary place to come out and advocate for yourself. And I really respect the people who have come forward uh, in small towns across the country uh, to speak out on these issues and in cities to come out and speak out on these issues mm-hmm. uh, at considerable personal risk. So it was about, so we passed it in, uh, in December of uh, 2011. And several months after that, I was up in Sandpoint. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole time that we were doing this ordinance, there was, a, there was a woman in her 50s who was sitting in the back of the room, a city employee, and she had her arms crossed and just watched us the whole time. <laughs> was just like watching us. Wow. And, and I could not tell what she was thinking, but it looked, um, to me at the time, it looked like she was relatively judgmental about this. She had been a former mm-hmm. Republican elected official, and, and my sense was she was fairly uh, judgmental about what we were doing. And so we passed the ordinance. She's there at every single meeting with her arms crossed watching. And she comes up to me three months later um, and says to me, John, I just would like to introduce you to my partner. And oh, she wow. comes out uh, wow. as, as gay. And she, and she says to me, you know, I just want you to know that this ordinance has changed my life. Oh, because my for the gosh. first time, I feel free. That's amazing. And I feel like I can actually be myself. Wow. That well, acts... There was this woman who came to every yeah. single meeting and could never speak up. Um, you know, because of fear of the consequences mm. to her if she did so. Right. I seriously, that just gave me. Chills. I know that's amazing. You know, it's, it's that's why we do this show exactly. is to make the difference. What makes a you know a young straight man care about you know the LGBT community? What makes you want to make that difference in that woman's life? What makes you you know? There's all these passions that you have uh, from conservation mm-hmm. to, and yet you. St- Allies are always fascinating and amazing to me because they choose to fight for a people that they may, you know, they're not part of the letters. So what is it that makes you, you know, fight for everyone? I, I, you know, I think it, I I appreciate you say that, but Mm -hmm. I think it's much easier as a, as a white straight male to stand up and advocate. (laughs) And I think the obligation is much, uh, is much greater. Um, I, you know, I would mm-hmm. feel so much more, I would feel so terribly just guilty. <laughs> I, I think I oftentimes just feel guilty about the need to do more. So I, I appreciate sure. all of your kind words, but I think that I, I really come from a, a place of privilege on these issues. Well, I, I think, think that's that funny. Because anything, I think you know. the way you say that, I actually think it should be, it should be felt like an obligation, but I think the reason it's shocking to a lot of people in the LGBT community, you know, is because we're not used to that yet, because mm-hmm. it should feel like an obligation for all of us to help those around us, but it isn't always. I mean, you know, otherwise we would be in much better standings across the nation right now, but right. without having to go to the Supreme Court to, to get it. But, you know, so I mean, with all sincerity, we definitely, we definitely uh, talked to you about that. Mm-hmm. One of the things 
you uh, two separate quotes that you have said that I found interesting is you say, of course, DC is fundamentally broken, which I couldn't agree with you more. Um, and it's silly and counterproductive to keep running away from the negotiating table every time a Democratic administration starts to move toward our ideas, which, again, is not typically what we're used to. You really seem to have this true bipartisan um, attitude. Mm-hmm. How do you take that to now your new um, conservationist voters of Idaho? How do you take that to that's, you know, definitely a bipartisan thing, uh, no longer in the, you know, in the office of a politician. How do you take that same attitude towards this current um, your current uh, organization. So what we do is we're the we're the political voice for the conservation community in Idaho, mm-hmm. and my work there is, is deeply bipartisan because look, Idaho is a very red state. It's going to require a a combination of Democrats and Republicans to win uh, office that are pro conservation to move to move the state of Idaho towards being better on the environment, better on protecting the water we drink, the air we breathe, the public lands that we all love in the West. And uh, I guess I'll just give you an example of the kind of candidate we support. Um, so, so one example is, uh, is Sheree Buckner-Webb, which was the first African-American woman to ever be elected to the Senate. And we were a state senator in Idaho, and we were one of her earliest supporters. And she's one of the liberalist members of the legislature. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, in fact, is the, she, in fact, is the sponsor of the... Uh, of the add the words bill we call it in Idaho to add uh, to add uh, sexual orientation oh, and nice. uh, gender identity mm-hmm. to the state human rights act. Uh, mm-hmm. So she's been a fierce advocate there, and she's a, a wonderful on the environment. Has really been a real leader um, on fighting to protect Idaho. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so there's one example of someone. Another example is uh, is this this Mormon rancher named Merrill Beeler, who we went out and worked with this year in a Republican primary. And he went up against uh, this uh, this 22-year incumbent named Lenore Hardy Barrett, mm-hmm. who was one of the consistent worst voices on the environment. Um, she used to work for a mining company, and she actually tried to push legislation to nullify any federal protections for water and air in Idaho. Now, mm-hmm. you can't really do that, but she tried, right? She's one of the people... <laughs> Um, championing this takeover of our public lands in Idaho and, and wow. saying we should sell them off. Wow. Uh, literally the worst member of the House. Unbelievable. Now, Unbelievable. Merrill, this Mormon rancher, his top issue is conservation. Mm-hmm. He was actually the BLM's Rangeland Steward of the Year. Oh, wow. Um, he is looking at, he's looking at trying to figure out if he can install a million-dollar solar product on his ranch to, uh, mm-hmm. to actually power all of his irrigation. Uh, he founded a rangeland network. To uh, to help uh, to help uh, mm-hmm. uh, the ranchers uh, put in sustainability practice like his, wow. and all of that's wonderful. And he gets the need to act on climate change. Um, in fact, when I asked him about climate change, what his words to me were was, "We have enough information to make good decisions, but enough power to make decisions that could be catastrophic." Right. Oh. And then he went on to talk about how climate change is such a big issue for people in rural areas. So amazing mm-hmm. guy. But let me tell you just one little short story about Merrill that I think gets the connection between what he's like and what Sheree Buckner-Webb, the senator I spoke about earlier, have in common. Okay. Uh, so I'm at Merrill's house back in October, and on his desk he has, like, this big stack of papers, and it's like these charts and graphs and all this stuff, and I'm like, hey, Merrill, what is all this stuff? And he says, oh, I was researching the, how much snowfall we have here to find out how much snow load you have to build your roof for. 
And I said, oh, why were you, why were you doing that? And he says, well, you see, we have a requirement that you have to build for a 60-pound snow load. But really, uh, what my research with the University of Idaho and with all these other people show is you only need a 30-pound snow load. And it costs thousands of dollars more to build a 60-pound snow load than for a 30-pound snow load. And I said, oh, what are you building? And he says, I'm not building anything. And I'm like, okay, then, then why are you doing this? And he, said, he waves me over and he says, come with me. And he takes me over to his window, and we're out in the middle of Ledor, Idaho, out of the middle of nowhere, and he points out across the range. And out across the, you know, he points over to his neighbor's house, and you can see the house is in great shape, and there's a car in the front with, like, grass growing up. And he says, you, you see my neighbors over there. They don't have a lot of money. Oh, wow. And there's a girl over there who's going to be a senior in high school next year. And because of the money they save putting on their new roof, she's going to have her own room for the first time. And wow. that's why I did it. Wow. Oh, my God. We need more people like that. That that's, is beautiful. Um, I, I have to ask you, being involved in politics as long as you have been, how do you keep the heart? Because it can definitely bear you and jade you. But yeah. isn't, isn't that the right? Doesn't that give you heart right there? Oh, and, that is and, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. And, it, and it's like Sheree Buckner Webb's the same way. It's these people who just care deeply about other people. Yeah. And I think our politics has done, I mean, I think D.C. is such an example of this. It's right. become filled with people who care more about maintaining political power mm-hmm. or building political power mm-hmm. than they do about actually solving problems. Yes. And yes. I think that at the local level, we have a real opportunity to elect people who will stand up for us again and to start turning government back into a force um, that's not outside of us or repressing us or pushing down on us. Yeah. But actually, it actually is an extension of our will. Yeah, uh, to build community and work together. Wow. Yeah, That's because it does amazing. seem, you know, every time the government shuts down, mm-hmm. uh, you the rest of us sit there and go, I thought we elected people so we could work together to bridge the gap. That mm-hmm. true bipartisanship, but I really, I agree with you, and I really feel that D.C. has lost track of working together. It's about, I want to win. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more right. about who's I mean, you you even you first of all, I have to say I, I'm a quote guy. I love quotes. And you uh, in your uh, Inlander articles, you use quotes a lot. And you quoted Washington, George Washington, talking about how, you know, parties are great. But in the future, they're probably going to be run by by men who have other things in mind than the best interests of the people. Mm-hmm. And um, I think we see that happen every day because we've lost the heart. I think you're right. Right, and I mean, I think what Washington State has done with the top two primary, which I think what I was advocating mm-hmm. for in that particular, which is in Idaho, yes. too, yes. Um, where, which de-emphasizes political parties, is a really important reform step forward. Right. Um, and, and that's the thing, you know, I certainly have a background. There's a political background I come from, a political party I come from. But I overall, I would just critique uh, mm-hmm. the fundamental role that political parties have played in our life and how they've become a shorthand to discount someone I disagree with. Right. And, uh, you know, they've become a way to end the conversation rather yes. than to start one. Exactly. I agree. Now, being a, a man that's from Idaho, that's very, um, you know, working hard in Idaho for the things going on there, writing in uh, a newspaper that is very, you know, uh, popular here in Spokane, mm-hmm. do you think that there's something we can learn from each other, being, you know, a red state by a blue state? Is mm-hmm. there Are there lessons we can derive from each other as we, we try to move forward um, politically and just, you know, anything that I think we can always learn, but we are fascinated by our mm-hmm. neighbors in Idaho because right now, especially law-wise, we are two sides of a coin. Yeah. 
I think I think there's truth to that. I mean, I think at the state state level, an exchange of ideas is tougher. I think when you look at the city of Spokane and the city of Boise, two cities that are roughly the same size, mm-hmm. um, and that have I, what's interesting is actually the city of Boise is probably to the left of the city of Spokane right now. Maybe not your council president, right? right. Um, <laughs> but the other elements there. Uh, Certainly, certainly, uh, our mayor is to the, is to the left of uh, Spokane's mayor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that there is some there's some commonality of politics there, and some commonality of challenges there. Uh, mm-hmm. Both cities have struggled to figure out how to make a transit system that has a, a larger impact. Uh, both cities have have struggled with how to deal with poverty in the communities. Yeah. I think those are places where ideas can be exchanged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, both both communities have had emerging arts cultures. Um, actually, right. Spokane's a little stronger right now. But that might just be my bias about my friend Luke Baumgarten, who's oh. uh, doing amazing work there. But yes. uh, that's my that's my take. <laughs> now, do you th- is there something now? You have two uh, novices, always mm-hmm. learning about politics here, always. sitting on these microphones. Are there things that encourage these cities to talk to each other? I don't know. It doesn't seem like there's been a lot of interchange lately. Yeah. Usually, what my recollection um, from when I was up in Sandpoint is that about once every year or two we would we would one of us would lob a diss at the other one <laughs> and say, hey, hey, maybe everything's not perfect here, but we're yeah. better than that other city. Right. Yeah. Uh so I don't know how much formalization. You know, I think that's one of the I'll say this. Uh when I was in the city of Sanford, you know, we always mm-hmm. create these relationships with sister cities that are like in far off places, right? I think yes. Spokane just picked up another sister city. Um in Mexico, and right. that's a valid and and good thing to do to pick up other cultures. Right. But I think too often we look for city, sister cities that are so far away that they don't um, they, they don't there's no real opportunity for exchange. We actually mm-hmm. built a sister city relationship with uh, Nelson, D.C. when I was on the city council, mm-hmm. and that was really cool because Nelson's this really neat, funky town up in Canada that oh, actually has a lot in common mm-hmm. yeah, uh, with yeah. Sandpoint. And so I think we need to look at more ways to do that. But I don't, right now, I don't think we're doing that. I don't think there's a lot of conversation happening. So, and I um, think that's, I mean, politics is an exchange of ideas at, at its best. Yeah. And so, okay, that's interesting. You know, now, as you look at your career forward, obviously, you're very busy with your organization. What do you see as you move forward in, you know, your trajectory path? What mm-hmm. do you hope to accomplish? Oh, whenever you ask anyone who's ever ran for office or been in office, we're all obligated to say, I'm just very focused on what I'm doing right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Isn't that what we're supposed to say? I think that's what I have to say. I'm very focused <laughs> on what I'm doing right now. I don't think about any kind of political future. Uh, right. Any office I might run for ever again. Right. I have no I think, ambitions other than this. That's, I'm pretty sure that's what I'm required to say by the sacred political code of question dodging. Yeah. Right. Um, so I'll stick with that. Oh, yes. Okay. I, I, and then what we'll, what we'll say in response is, um, outspoken's watching you. So, oh, yeah. just, so, so don't worry. We will, we will track you. Cause we're. Ooh, that's a little, that's like a little nice and a little ominous at the same right? time. I like that. That was it's, like the nicest ominous I've ever gotten there. It's like, very. It's <laughs> it's stalker one oh one is yeah. what that is. We know how to do that. I like correctly. it. If I could pick up more stalkers like I've spoken, I think uh, I think my life will be very successful. Yeah. So I, appreciate that. I think that's amazing. Now that's if you perfect. could give people in Spokane as we wind down this interview, people in Spokane a word of advice or some wisdom that you've learned about being part of this amazing Pacific Northwest that we are, are lucky to be in. Anything that you would pass on to your fellows, you know, the Spokaneites over here that uh, read your 
your articles and, and know about you and have learned a lot listening to this show, what would you pass on to us? Well, first I would say, you know, you have to vote. And I think mm-hmm. that's such a generic thing to say. But still, too few of us are voting, and we'd live in a very different country in a very different place if more people voted. Particularly, I'd encourage people to vote in their local elections, yes. uh, which is where, proportionally, your vote matters more than anywhere else you can cast it. I mean, look, the chances of anyone in Spokane swinging the presidential election is very, very small. Mm-hmm. Uh, the chance of you and some of your friends swinging an election for city council or for mayor of Spokane is actually relatively high. I mean, single people can change those outcomes by going out and organizing and making calls and, right. and voting. Right. Uh, so I'd I, I push that local action. See, and but I think that's amazing. I, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, just just, a, just my, final, my final little uh, yes. did it, uh, you know, addendum is, Voting is not when you're done, and it is so important just to speak out. And I think particularly um, on LGBT rights, uh, I appreciate mm-hmm. the kind of thing you said about me, but I, I think it is just a basic moral obligation that, that all of us have, uh, particularly to those that cannot come out right now or are scared to come out right now as who they are, uh, that we have, a, we have an, I'd say, a sacred obligation, as, as sacred as any other obligation in our democracy, uh, to speak out for those people. And mm-hmm. to make it so we can create a world where it is safe for people to be who they are, wow. and I think that that's yeah. a I think that's a full obligation. I think that you have to do that every day, and not just uh, pass over when someone makes a stray racist or homophobic comment mm-hmm. uh, in a bar that you happen to be. That you actually just speak out and say no, because the person next to you uh, may be the target of that, and you just would never know. And that's exactly you right. Win thing yeah. that kind of make a difference. John T. Router, I cannot thank you enough for joining us on Outspoken over here in Spokane. Um, you know, it is actually my co-host here, Sergey, mm-hmm. that told us we have to get him on yeah. the show. Yeah, big fan of of your articles in Outspoken. So I mean, Inlander, yeah. in we're the, the in same the... thing, but Inlander. <laughs> so we appreciate it so much. Um, you are a storyteller, my mm-hmm. friend, and uh, you should probably record those because they do give chills. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you you're the them. you're the first guest to make us tear up. Yes, you are. You get the <laughs> reward for that. So, um, thank you so much for taking mm-hmm. the time today. I'm going to let you talk to our Schmierer man, and uh, we wish you all the best on this Sunday. Thank you so much. Have a great afternoon. You too. Bye bye. Oh wow! Well, that was quite the interview. Well, that was. I'm over here trying to hang up on him. <laughs> So that was John T. Router. He is. It's it's actually Reuter. 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 I said, said his name to his, twice, to his face. To his wrong. Face. That's okay. <laughs> Classic outspoken. Reuter. Reuter. Hot mess. Sunday. He didn't even. He was so nice. He didn't even. Well, he was very nice. And you're right. Quite the storyteller. I wanted to sit down and just listen to his stories. I wanted cocoa. I wanted cocoa and a blanket right. and a fire. Yeah. Wow. So maybe if we ever have like a Christmas party, we He needs him. to be there. This yeah. is what I have to say. So he, I do understand that as a talk show, yeah. there is some obligation, apparently, yeah. of us to be unbiased. But I'm sorry, it's not always easy. No. Because <laughs> yeah. I really am. Now, I didn't know what to think about this, this uh, gentleman when you brought him to us. Right. Um, in the research that I did. Yeah his ideas mm-hmm. and the fact that he is still so hopeful and positive yeah. and progressive after being in, I think it was 26 mm-hmm. when he was on city council in Soundpoint. Yeah. Um, and now he's moved on and has this great uh, organization that tries to help uh, support leaders who choose to take a stand for conservation. Yes. Um, 
he still has such hope. And that's amazing. I mean, my hope amazing. was killed years ago. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm sure that's I became, why you're doing this show. Right. I became bitter and jaded. Oh, good yeah. point. Good well, point. <laughs> exactly. I I love that what he says about, you know, it's just moral obligation for us to, you know, to support each other and and to support LGBT rights. And not only that is the story about, you know, the man with the with the roof. Right. And yeah, it's because was, his neighbors needed exactly. it. They couldn't exactly. afford it. His their daughter was going to yeah. have a room to see that he's yeah. sitting in sitting sitting in city council. And there's a woman who he doesn't know her story. But she yeah. seems very judgmental. We yeah. assume that she is against this. And in the end, on a later day, she comes yeah. to him and says, yeah. thank you. It has changed my life. Exactly. That's what politics is know. supposed to be. Yeah. Politics yep. isn't supposed to be at its best an exchange of ideas exactly. in yeah. order to help each other become better. And obviously that is not what politics is. Yeah. But I love that there are people out there who who still mm-hmm. want those changes. And I love we had talked about yeah. can't it be a human rights movement? Exactly. And that's exactly what he that's said, per- which is yeah. it's my job to That's like a theme. It's today. my moral obligation. Yeah. To yeah. stand up for all people and mm-hmm. LGBT, all of the letters yeah. are part of exactly. all people. It's, exactly. That's amazing. And for his parents to be so politically involved and yet, you know, they that's, weren't yeah. a senator. It wasn't yeah. like they were in office, but they were teaching their children what's important. Yeah, exactly. At such a yeah. young age, he was already involved and invested in changing the world in the way that his parents told him how, which exactly. is, you know, locally. I love that he says your local election is exactly... And we have said that time and again. Don't forget to vote locally. It can change. As he says, it's almost like domino effects. It can change nationally. It really can. He had said in an article, he quoted Martin Luther King saying, the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. Mm -hmm. He said, it's amazing to be alive at a time when we can watch that bending take place and add our own weight to more swiftly point it in its ultimate direction. Yeah. This I I would encourage people to read his articles when they're oh, in the absolutely. Inlander, and and he has one once a month about yeah. And even if you don't agree, what's yeah. what's so fun about this man is he 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 lays out a well mm-hmm. thought out opinion. Mm-hmm. But I I can feel that you would be able to sit down with him and have a discussion and debate back yep. and forth, and that's what I wish we could see in DC exactly because he's so politically open minded to all ideas mm-hmm. because. You know, maybe your idea is not 100% right. And maybe my idea isn't 100% the right way. But me in the yeah. middle. Yeah. To is make the answer happen. for me to say, well, you know, I'm going to sit over here yeah. and boycott you until you think yeah. like me. No. And you're going <laughs> to sit over there and boycott me until I think like you. Is that the answer? No, that's two year olds. Exactly. And exactly. which I would. So I'm not I, playing with you. No. Okay. Which is why I think he's right. We need to start yep. locally. We really uh, do. You know, we've talked to many local candidates, uh, lo- local people, John Snyder, of course, who is on our uh, city council, uh, mm-hmm. Brad Crelia, who yep. um, ran for. Uh, uh, who might even run for a future city, city council, council yeah. uh, seat, uh, was running for a district precinct um, committee officer Committee officer yeah. earlier. These are the ones you think they're small, but they're the ones that matter because yeah. these are the people that go on to do exactly. great things. Exactly. You know they're I mean? the ones that affect where you live. Exactly. So I feel like this has been our love letter to... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, to... To our wonderful city councilman, John Snyder, Brad right. Crelia, and John Reuter. Right. And we tend to do that. I'm yeah. not going to lie. When we have <laughs> well, a guest on, for first of all, we actually pick our guests. So yes. 
if we don't like you, we probably didn't pick exactly. you. Exactly. So well, we love you already. <laughs> we have yet to have a political guest that we disagree with. Now, given so, we're willing to have them on. Of course, yeah. Because um, I'm more they, than happy would they to, say to, yes? to say that they they are horribly wrong. Um, yes. But, you know, <laughs> we, we don't tend to do this. If you want someone to come on Outspoken, maybe they'll disagree. If you call in, you can disagree with us. We're happy to have a discussion. Yes. Um, but you That's do have to call all in. about. It's true. Right. And now we, we're going to take a song break, John? And this is going to be a brief song break. But I have been, for yeah. some reason, on an Eric Hyman kick. And he has yeah. been through Spokane quite a few times. And... um He's always recording. He did a version mm-hmm. of uh, Stay by oh, okay. Sam Smith. Right. Um, that was amazing. So he did that this week and he released it. And I, I just started on a kick. And I want to support our Oklahoma brother down there in in um, Oklahoma. And I wanted to play a song by him. This is called Running. It's uh, the single that came out quite a few years ago. And it is by the great, the amazing Eric Hyman. You are listening to KYRS Medical Lake Spokane, 88.1 and 92.3 FM. That was Eric Hyman with Running. I love him. He's a good guy. He's He's a good singer. He's a sweet guy. Him and his husband are the cutest things in the world. And their dogs. Their little family is so cute. little doggies. He's also uh, a cook, which actually in our future... We will be taking a little cooking class, you and I. That's right. It will tell you all about that. Yeah, we have lots of things coming up that we're going to be doing. This has Mm -hmm. been an amazing second hour of Outspoken. We just interviewed... I'm not going to say his name. You say it. We just interviewed... John Reuter. John John T. Reuter. John T. Reuter. He is a politician, an activist, um, an ally. Oh, yeah. In Uh, our red state sister, Idaho. And not only an ally, an active ally who consistently... Uh, supports us and and does supports the right people. Things. Absolutely, he feels like it's his moral obligation. So and it is. Um, it's everyone. I'm, I'm just going to go go out on an inappropriate limb here and yeah. say I'm sad that he's straight because <laughs> I kind of <laughs> thought he was awesome and I need to marry a man like that. So yeah. just saying. So he's never going to listen to our show again once well, he hears that. <laughs> <laughs> that was just Jonathan because that just, was Jonathan Sheffield just saying to that? make it awkward, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which I'm amazing. That's okay. At. But All we wanted right. to announce, we had already announced that, of course, Lara Estraza, Estra, what's her name? Estarza? Estarza, thank you. Lara Estraza, yeah, that Estarza. one. Estarza. Estarza. <laughs> won uh, two tickets from Outspoken um, for Angela yeah. Johnson, which yeah. is this Saturday the 13th at the Fox Theater downtown. Mm. Um, but also, our good friends over at Proud Times, yeah. they have a winner. Um, and we wanted to be sure to announce who their winner is as well. So if you're listening. All right. And their winner of two tickets to Angela Johnson is Shelly Nelson. Shelly, you're so, a winner too. So those are two people who are going to take a friend. That's right. And maybe Shelly's looking for a place to stay too. So right. don't so, be afraid. Either way, clean your house. Bringing people together. Oh, we're like matchmakers. As, as always. <laughs> Remember, you can see the boys this week. You'll see us on Friday. We're going to be at the Big Dipper, um, taking tickets at the door at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. It is a KYRS mm-hmm. fundraiser. And uh, the band, I'm making you say it. Oh, God. Gorilla and Rabbit. Very. Okay. Not Fox, Fox and, and Gorilla. gorilla. <laughs> that's different. That's a different band. So. <laughs> That'll be our band one day. <laughs> yes, exactly. So Gorilla and Rabbit. And then, of course, we're going to be down at uh, the Fox Theater as mm-hmm. well to see Angela Johnson and to meet her. And we'll post the picture of us meeting her oh, when we get that So get excited. Well. Next week, 
We're going to have a spotlight segment with Eckhart Preud, the Spokane Symphony conductor. Mm -hmm. Uh, We were able to meet him up on uh, Arbor Crest. Yeah. They, on the 20th of September, are kicking off their their season. Which is going to be phenomenal. And Eckhart is going to tell us. Tell us a little bit. He's quirky and fun. He is. When we met him, he liked to joke with us. Yes, and so so we're excited. Also, uh, the main uh, second hour of next week's show is going to, we're going to be interviewing director, writer, editor, Mm -hmm. Matt Riddlehoover. He uh, is the director, writer, and editor of the new More Scenes from a Gay Marriage. The first one got a lot of critical acclaim. He has done a sequel. We're going to talk to him about Uh, that movie when he is here in the studio. So we're excited to have him on next week. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, the fun drive is coming your way. Save some money. Put your pennies in a jar um, until you have enough. So on Outspoken, the 21st, you can be there to uh, make us hit our 500 mark. So until then, we're going to take one last song break and then let you go into the beautiful ethos of... (laughs) Uh, of Spokane, Washington. Of Spokane, Washington. Is that how well, you want no, I was going to say they could listen to great shows on KYRS. But thanks oh, okay. for ruining the beauty <laughs> of it. But until then, what are we going to listen to, Sir? We are going to listen to a song called Rather Be by Clear Bandit. You have been listening to Outspoken on KYRS Medical Lake, Spokane. That's 88.1 and 92.3 FM. Please stay tuned for more great radio on KYRS and join us next week as we told you it's going to be another great song. Um, We will see you on Outspoken next Sunday.